Hi guys, the following episode of Just Keep Up contains mature language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. अगर तुमने टीवी ऑन नहीं किया तो क्या वो खुद ब खुद ऑन हो गया तुम्हारी ये गुड़िया क्या खुद चलकर बाहर गई और सोफे पे चढ़कर बैठ गई Hi, this is Pappu and this is Sweety and you're listening to Chuski Pop, your bi-weekly dose of all things sexy, desi, funny and filmy. Episode 64. This week, Pappu and I discussed the Me Too movement that has taken over India by storm. The floodgates have finally opened. And then for our main topic, we talk about dreams. Everything from nightmares to lucid dreaming to what our dreams mean, why we have them, and the psychology behind them. Hi everybody, we are back from our mini break. We were gone for three weeks. Yes. And since we've been gone, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson have split. Yeah. Which means that she has returned the $93,000 engagement ring. Oh, and now love is officially dead. No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, Look at Meghan Markle and... uh you know prince harry they are pregnant yes oh she looks so beautiful i didn't think she could glow any more than she already does but I she's know, actually right? glowing even more and how are you telling that uh, romance is dead from what i know you just had an amazing date please tell us about it oh man i'm hungover now of course now I, uh, the the post date <laughs> so that was a good date so we went to the aquarium it was like adult night at the aquarium so there's like so all creative. these fishies everywhere it was so fun and it was like a super like fancy affair so i dressed up in like a really sexy you know me red dress i saw you you looked like little you know devil nymph it was so fun i felt so sexy i didn't know where else i would ever wear a dress like that cuz it's so ridiculous <laughs> it has a train pappu it has a train okay let's just say so i don't know where i'd ever wear a dress like that oh um, my god an amazing time it was like gourmet food and it was gourmet wine and all the money of the for the tickets that we bought went into the ocean conservation effort that vancouver has going on here so it felt nice so we we didn't like just splurge in the money just you know one of those like pay yeah. and the money goes to make the planet a better place and on top of that you eat and such drink such a good idea such a good idea but anyway papu and and you have been also being a crazy dandia queen you just went last night for and you saw falguni pathak live right so it's 25 years it was a 25th anniversary as dandia queen and uh, she played like all the 90s classics like pari hume and everyone was like just like you know mujhe na chuna and then there was also um songs from hamdulillah chuke sanam and uh, like <gasps> yeah the dandia song and it was just like a lot of traditional gujarati songs also um just the energy was so in, um big but you know what one of my pet peeves is that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people uh 
it gets very aggressive you know the way they move around like i mean i can't do it i got scared when i was a kid i was like nope not for me for one second i thought maybe uh you know sweetie should see this but then i was like nope nope i'm never gonna get her here the bright lights everywhere people just moving around in like just rushing at you and you, and sticks flying around <laughs> no this will be a nightmare for her <laughs> You have to know what you're getting into because it's like you're entering like a space that is already moving and yeah. you have to like sneak in and go with the flow. Yeah. Uh, I've tried Dandia Papu when I was young. I tried it many times and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. First of all, I, I have zero coordination. Papu's mm-hmm. been sharing like these videos of her mom dancing. So obviously her Papu has her grace and dance skills from her mother mm-hmm. who is so like perfect at Dandia. So uh, a lot of people don't know what's the difference between Garba and Dandia. Can you tell me? because i've just confused the two obviously sorry garba is uh without sticks so you go around in a oh, circle and that's you what just, your mom did like garba. you clap with your hands you wave them around there are like lots of very fluid movements oh. um and uh, th- there are lots of different steps and uh, so sometimes like it um, if you have like a really good coordination with someone uh, a lot of times people go for classes to learn these different steps they participate oh on in this and and wear these different uh, you know costumes that they rent out um wow fully decked out in costume jewelry and uh, they look amazing it's like a just flying around with colors and just glittering mirrors all around so you did dandia yeah yeah i personally enjoy dandia it's where with the stick and uh, you need to like uh, as the music moves the tempo in, uh, you know increases uh, so it becomes like really fast you have to keep up with the beat um and just like so it, i was at one point i could not find uh, a partner so i was just walking up to anyone who had dandias in their hand like if they wanted to because the music was going so fast and the thing is people uh, over here don't play dandia a lot everyone's really into playing garba so oh. um yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but anyways i i managed to uh, teach uh, someone uh, there was this guy and i was like okay i'll teach you how to play just follow me that sounds like so fun papu thank you for educating us on the difference between dandia and garba cuz i truly had no idea uh papu let's take a quick music break yeah. all right and then we're going to come right back and we are going to jump into talking about some crazy stuff that's going on yes let's do that Okay, so before we jump into our main topic, we wanted to talk about the Me Too movement. It's finally there, and this has been something uh, that we have been talking about for a while uh, since it started. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the floodgates are finally open, and uh, we are hearing all of these stories coming out from. India. Seriously, Papu, we go on a break for a little while and all hell breaks loose. Like crazy. Basically, if you go on Twitter or any social media, the hashtag MeTooIndia movement has just taken the Desi sphere by storm. Like it's it's I mean, we knew that it would be an avalanche, but it's 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 terrifying how it was how much more about waiting for who's going to like start it. 
so that the diarrhea will just like explode <laughs> great analogy papu very visual great it's i mean it's pretty precise though i mean the way you've put it storm but papu can you give us a quick breakdown of this insane movement that has taken right. over and what what's going on exactly so uh the movement first of all began uh, about a year ago uh in the us it was uh, when uh, ronan farrow's article came out uh, his explosive piece which later on won him a pulitzer, uh, pulitzer prize um where he had uh, it was a result of his more than year lo- long investigation into harvey weinstein he he, he interviewed all uh, these women who uh, he had harassed and the kind of me- mechanizations that went on behind and how it was like an open secret uh, so this uh, the ex movie mogul uh, harvey weinstein and other predators in the entertainment industry and then there was a lot of traction that was gained in india in the past two weeks after bollywood model and actress tanushri datta complained about inappropriate behavior from nana patekar on the film set of horn okay please so that's what started it off in india and since then several men and yes even women in entertainment media politics and arts have been accused of some form of sexual assault or sexual coercion oh actually and so trigger warning to our listeners because we're going to be talking about all of this right now we won't get into any graphic or details but you know we're going to be talking about the sexual assault because there's so many stories and there's so many men holy Papu, the list. Yeah, uh, it's insane. I want to read the names off one by one. Okay. Yeah. And let's just let's just discuss. So I think this movement kind of like the ball got uh, rolling right around the time Papu and I took a break, and it started with Utsav yeah. Chakravarti, who's a comedian. Uh, and he's also done yeah. work with All India Bakchod and AIB and you actually would have He's s- a writer yeah with them not anymore <laughs> so yeah, Utsal Chakravarti I guess has I don't know if he's been fired or put on a leave of absence or what but he was accused of sending nude pictures of himself to women and and younger women who are like not legally of age so that was disgusting then there was some a part where he issued an apology which is almost a non apology because it's non apology he oh is basically not apologizing for it but uh, there was a uh, amazing piece on the quint which you can read about um, about where they broke down uh, every part of his because it was like a series of tweets uh, so they kind of broke down every part of his tweet and kind of answers to him um, and um, they make an amazing case of like helping if he were to read it to see what is wrong in what he was saying um and again what we see over here is a guy who would be like hey oops i the pics that i sent you were actually from reddit you know they're not my dick so is oh my god I mean, no he didn't are you serious yes oh at least the, at least the dick pic that i sent you wasn't my dick okay just chill out yeah no no why do why do guys send 
pics is is nothing attractive about a random penis it just doesn't do it for a straight women guys it just it's it like saying not. i have the power to ruin your day with one message and i'm going to use it so that's that and wow so it didn't stop there with the all india bakchod guys like it it kind of got worse and worse yeah. so then then this is where i was like nahi kanan gill yeah Kanan Gill he's been accused of inappropriately touching a group of women while he was drunk um so he's actually said he was very aware of who that was and he's extended an apology to them but I don't I don't know where that's going but mm. then Kamba sorry Kamba yes. also from uh AIB, he actually got a big uh, like he's actually got it pretty hard eh? he has uh, been uh, temporarily removed from the collective AIB from, oh my gosh yeah um actually even uh, um i think uh, tanmay bhat tanmay bhat because he knew he knew about the allegations apparently so and he didn't do anything so khamba is part of the whole group and he was accused of forcefully kissing harassing and totally like emotionally abusing a woman every single night after they broke up or something he'd call her up crying and it was just kind of stalkerish um and he yeah. responded i know he's he's very well aware of the woman also who said this and anyway so tanmay bhat who was also in the collective he was accused of knowing about this but not doing anything about it so he also took a, a leave of absence um and uh, of course there were other couple of people from the entertainment industry there was uh, um shubhash gai on the list uh, wait 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 subhash ghai pappu yeah. oh my god first i want you to tell me are you surprised by subhash ghai i am not surprised because these were the men who uh, who like to believe that they made uh, you know the uh, uh, the actresses famous uh, he's he's actually uh, given his all his actresses like changed their name had that power to you know all their names start with m you know uh, mahima choudhury minakshi shashadri um madhuri dikshit so he feels like so, he kind of is old maybe but i brought these like he's that here. you know the, that god complex oh my god every time i would see subhash ghai in the movies he'd always make like a weird appearance uh, in the middle remember and he had that creeptastic void to any time a guy tries to seem like you know not creepy he really comes off as far too creepy oh god subhash ghai is a very 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 famous bollywood director who did khalnayak oh there is uh, so he issued a kind of a weird apology on another non apology yeah a non apology it was so weird just reading it it was like as if a twitter bot had created his tweet and he called the me too movement of fashion listen so, old man just shut the up and sit down just just shut up and sit down subhash ghai all these old men you guys go now we just don't we don't need you i appreciate one thing i do appreciate is that the younger guys at least the ones from aib swift action was taken right they were removed now it's like these old men like subhash ghai that are like wait what <laughs> this me i'm the victim here me i'm the victim uh, so who else was there sajid khan is oh my god he's being taken down bad like he is he that guy gives me the creeps anyways so you know what when i'm just looking at the list of people just the faces they give me the creeps is like my skin starts crawling all these men as you scroll down you like no i would not want to be alone in a room with this guy 
he gives me the creeps. What happened to Sajid Khan's neck? He literally looks like a Desi Harvey Weinstein. You know, like, at the time when he was with Jacqueline Fernandez, I'm like, oh my god, girl, no. He was with Jacqueline Fernandez? Dude, that was the tea. Oh, so yeah. he was still, oh, that was her in. She seems like a really nice and chill person, really cool and so way out of his league. Not in terms of how pretty she's. That does not even matter, you know. Uh, she just seems like such a more level-headed person in her interviews and he seems like really arrogant and that's the way like I, I just thought that these students seem uh, you know she was just he was not in her league because he was not a nice person as she was and that just gave me the creeps. But I'm very curious to see, like, what is Farah Khan saying? Like, she's a very, she's a sister. She's a filmmaker. She's a woman. Like, well, uh, wouldn't you kind of be aware of your brother's behavior? Uh, well, the thing Probably is. Probably enabled it. Yeah, that, that is, that is a thing. But um, I'm sure she's going to distance herself and be like, okay, that's his Girl, don't defend him. Do not yeah, defend him I hope she at doesn't. all. Absolutely no. Um, everybody is coming out after Sajid Khan. They, basically, his new word is called creep, creepy, creepazoid. And he's actually been removed from directing Houseful 4. Mm. 4. Let me just say that again. 4. And another one, which really, like, surprised me and just, like, jarred uh, for me was, uh, uh, was Alok Nath. The guy in Hamsat Sathe, the dad in Tal. The most holier-than-thou father figure. And just the, like... Uh, one of the, uh, the the person who worked with him in Hamsat Sathe, she was the uh, assistant writer. And uh, she said that he like stripped in front of her. And of course, he's he's uh, he's dismissed it. And he said, in today's world, whatever a woman says, only that will be considered. Mm. Yeah, bitch, because a while ago, whatever a man said, that was considered, you dumbass. Don't you get it? Like nobody ever listened to us before, you asswipe. Anyway, wow. Okay, so Alok Nath has officially ruined my childhood. <laughs> this is one of the reasons. So I think, I mean, I don't know about you, Papu, but I couldn't read the news when these guys, like all the allegations of these men coming out one by one, I was like, oh, well, there goes my childhood. All right, there's another one of my childhood gone. Like, he's like the quintessential 90s dad. What am I supposed to do now? Every Hindi movie I'm going to watch, I'm going to see a stupid face. Yeah, the thing is, it's, uh, it's a weird time to be in. Like, at the same time, you feel uh, that... Oh my God, like, you know, when all of these allegations came, uh, uh, women came forward for Bill Cosby and you're like, oh my God, no, he's, he's it's the same feeling. It's he's the dad and just kind of trying to reconcile with yourself that it's done. It's never going to be the same and you can never go back to uh, the, the, the memories are tainted. So we can never go back to that. And you know what? That's fine. It, it's it's devastating. I guess move forward though. Let's just move forward in a more positive direction. Yeah, but there are some people that you just knew uh, had to be on the list, and uh, now they're coming under fire. Uh, one of them is Chetan Bhagat. Chetan Bhagat. Oh my God, Chetan Bhagat. Why didn't I see that? That made me laugh. That was laughing actually because he's so stupid and i could have seen this from a mile away like I did was you like, see the tweets uh, uh no the messages that oh my god he was just like a creepy uncle just reminded me of these 
creepy uncles and these creepy older bosses and men who think that they are you know they have like this massive brain and they've been writing all these books and they can just like you know seduce a woman by talking with these fancy words but women see through it if you make her feel uncomfortable and your advances are not welcome it's not like you know she's gonna just drop her underwear whatever so you know just have to uh see her body language to know that she dude you need to back off so i don't think um i think that uh, men are still unclear on the consent you know on on the lines of consent unfortunately you know what yeah see that's that's because of generations and generations of uh, the way you know rape culture and everything is normalized like mm. with songs where yes is no and hasi to phasi type you know like that kind of stuff right um so it's a much larger problem and the thing is men are just starting to face consequences uh understanding what is consequences for older men because they don't even know what is consequences they're like what right who said that like i don't know Me? <laughs> i'm the victim here what are you talking about i would never know oh wow uh, i'm not surprised chetan bhagat is on there i wasn't surprised to see anu malik's name on there either uh, that was very well known oh, that i don't anu know malik... like such a uh, such a popular trope na that creepy music producer creepy director yeah, i know <laughs> it's creepy it's easy actor. to see them that because they you know and you know what the the at the bottom of all of this is is power power is at play it's always yep uh, you know it's the person who is ha- the harasser can do that to that person only because they have more power in the industry um in whatever and they are exerting it uh the reason this guy chakrabarty who's much younger than any of these older dudes can could do that is because he had a a, a platform on twitter where he had right. so many followers he had people like he would just stand up on the stage and jerk off and people would laugh at his jokes uh so like you know things like that's power and they think that they can get yes. away with it by sending a pic to because what is she going to do what is she going to say i'll say oops it's a it's a joke it's on snapchat <laughs> so and and the fact that uh, you know like on snapchat he would just ask women randomly to send nudes and um, some of them would comply but then obviously they they could just like a lot of them would be like what the f-? and he felt what are you doing? offended by that or yeah so it's just Uh, it's just a little boy who just had no control over anything and just went loose because he had that power but but my mommy told me that the world was built around my around me and my needs and that women owe me their time i don't understand what's going <laughs> on poor me um anyway so more people to add on the list because it just yeah. fucking couldn't stop a uh, journalist vinod dua who is bloody malika Dua's father. Yes. He's huge. Have you seen this guy? So Vinod Dua, I've seen him, man. He was like a ZTV journalist. Like I've seen him on TV before. I didn't yeah, know that was her was dad. Yeah, he was a famous journalist. Like he is still a journalist, famous journalist. And um, like very prolific in his work. And uh, since... years and years yes it's very devastating a filmmaker nishita jain accused him of this and so i know that malika dua has been attacked 
left, right, and center on social media because of her father. I feel really bad for her. I know. I feel this for is her. Like I know. I can't even imagine what that's to like. Be in. Um, and first of all, like, so she has replied to those allegations and said that this is her father's battle and he will have to fight it. But at the same time, she's going to support him. Uh, but at the same time, she's supporting the Me Too movement also. Yeah. Uh, so she stands in solidarity, but at the same time, she knows that her dad has to answer to those allegations. And if they are right, like, and obviously she supports the woman also. Uh, and uh, the allegations are pretty uh, disturbing also about they were bad. Uh, how this uh, young journalist, uh, you know, she went for an interview and it was her birthday and uh, basically he said something really nasty to her that really completely ruined her day and that was that but then she got a job in another um, uh, you know news uh, uh, room and uh, when she was like you know she would find him outside her workplace in his car and once he offered her yeah. to like drop her somewhere and she thought that was like a way of him apologizing maybe but then he like pounced on her oh, and uh, tried to kiss her like kissed her in fact and she just like left from there uh, it's pretty traumatic god damn it these this uh, reminds me of um, i don't know if uh, you're aware so, uh, about the media men list that uh, actually really caught fire oh yes yeah this isn't that woman getting sued right now yeah so this is for people who do not are not aware uh so there's this woman uh, uh moira donegan and she started a, a google doc uh, called the media men list and the thing is working in uh, media industry there was always like a like a whispers going on about like this underground thing about among women where they would talk to each other about how uh, a, a certain person was it was their way of protecting right. other women and telling them hey you know what be careful when you're dealing with this guy so she thought of starting yeah. this anonymous thing where women could just post it and uh, before she knew it it within like 24 hours like she had to shut it down because it just went so viral it started filling oh up God. with all these well-known names and she just had to shut it. And the thing is, now she's in trouble because um, not only it did help uncover all of these men who were until then just being known in whispers and people just knew them, but their name was out there in the open. But now she's being sued by some of them for defamation. She's like, all I wanted to do so, was like protect women so they don't end up being locked in rooms with predators. Like, geez, that sucks. Um, so pretty much most of these desi men could be on that list right now. <laughs> yeah, like just to think about it. Yeah, I mean, because you know, and and the thing is that they still have the power, so they 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 could like have more money to shut down any such thing, and just like if, if when there are allegations, usually that's why a lot of times women do not come forward because first of all. Uh, is repercussions of uh, and uh, you know when she has to re retell the stories the story multiple times she's reliving the trauma of that episode right um, uh, these women are also you know not in that position where um, in in the industry they feel like the men could just exert the power and they could never get a, find a, mm -hmm. you know any projects so um, when other people say that, oh, she's just doing it to get famous. No, 
you know uh, you do not do something like this to get famous because it's very traumatic not to mention that previously when women have in india openly like we know that anumal like we know that these men have done things but they it didn't catch any traction before because yeah. these women felt like they were alone yeah but the reason i feel like the me too movement is working now is because of the unity of the voices exactly and that's the thing the the the, the men can't try and and you know put a water to the fire anymore they just can't the fire yeah. is too big now so previously they've been silenced but they they can't anymore it's too it's we're too woke now we're too uh, aware and also i think a lot of women i have are now in a position where they can exert a certain level of power um, yes we where, have money and power now yeah they're maybe in a position where they can um you know in leadership positions or decision making positions where they can affect change they can fire people they can make changes happen speak to someone where things could be changed around so um i we don't know how far this will go but uh well you know when you have diarrhea it's like better out than in better out than in guys <laughs> better out than in yeah so now while the uh, the the system the media system is getting an anema let's take a quick music break to clean out our ears from all that verbal diarrhea and we will be right back with our main topic Hey guys, so now that we got that cluster out of the way, let's talk about our main topic for this episode for this spooky October month puppy. Yeah. We decided, actually I decided, but then like puppy just played along. This is all sweet. On me. Uh we will be talking about dreams. Yes, dreams, dreams, dreams. Mm. Um puppy, are you excited by this topic or not? And uh, you know, what were your first thoughts when I brought this up? Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Yes, of course. Who am I to disagree? Do you like dreams, Papu? Of Papu? course. I mean, like, are you? Are they close to you? Yeah, it's. I'm that kind of person who would be um, both me and, and I'm glad to have found uh, Sweetie because she's the only one person uh, whom I would be like, hey, by the way, you know what? I had this dream and I would go into like such depth about something, and she's also equally like Hell that, yeah. where we like to talk about. what our recent uh, nocturnal adventures in dreamland were like yeah man i want to talk to because it's so intense you wake up and you're like that that must have been something insane in oh my, my mind God. i must yes. share this like what the hell yeah. just happened <laughs> oh um but you know also in addition to just you know regular dreams uh, i'm a big daydreamer papu i know you are too um that just came from you know not really enjoying the world around you ever since i was a wee one mm-hmm. forced to attend a conventional schooling system that failed me i picked up uh, daydreaming as a very you know f- official activity and hobby it was my happy place it's a defense mechanism yes it is it's because you're like i don't enjoy my reality and you kind of go into this like space of just not really being here and just kind of playing in your head in this dream like landscape 
Would you consider yourself a daydreamer though? You daydream, don't you? Yes, I do consider myself as a daydreamer. And one of the things that really um, made me say yes for this was because when it comes to the topic of dreams, it's something everyone does. It's um, uh, But it's different for everyone. So it's uh, the experience of dreaming is what unites us. But uh, everyone feels uh, less intensely than us or maybe more intensely than us Uh, so that is what and and this is what we have been doing since a millennia but surprisingly there isn't much information about it so I thought yeah let's talk about it let's dish about this um but of course you know Papu there is a difference between daydreaming and just like dreaming dreaming Mm. of course uh but they do go hand in hand a bit yes uh I just want to read this quote from German philosopher Nietzsche Mm. Did I say that right? Nietzsche. 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 And Nietzsche. <laughs> N-I-E-T-Z-C-S-C-H-E. Uh, he's quoted as saying, In the ages of the rude beginning of culture, man believed that he was discovering a second real world in a dream. And here is the origin of all metaphysics. Without dreams, mankind would never have occasion to invent such a division of the world. So that somewhat uh, does strike true. Because Papa, wait, you're not proud of me for quoting Nietzsche? Yes, pat on the back for quoting Nietzsche. By the way, uh, uh, the only other people that I've seen on, you know, in movies and shows quote Nietzsche are these boys who seem to be like tortured artists in the sense like they feel like, oh my God, no one understands me. I'm so angsty. Uh, Excuse you. I am a tortured (laughs) artist. Thanks. Oh, yes, of course. I just described you. You just described me. Yes. Yes. Please go on. (laughs) Just pat me on the back and now keep going. This is, uh, yeah, what the quote that you said is, is uh, really does ring true because um, what he does is um, he talks about how people can, uh, you know, have these alternate worlds and uh, um, dreams allow them to explore alternatives, which mm. they cannot be able to do maybe in, in real life. Um, so dreams, we've had them for ages, you know, every night, as soon as your hit, head hits the pillow, And you will start off with a reel in your head. It's kind of like that movie Inside Out. So what's tonight's production? You know, we're going to have like a bunch of weird (laughs) stuff. What is the madness in my head? So um, I was doing a little bit of reading on that. And uh, essentially, um, the the phenomena of dreaming is, is common to a lot of us. But there is very little research that has been done on as to why do we dream, you know? Okay. Uh, so there are basically uh, three schools of thought. Uh, the first one is that dream is just noise, okay? It's the random brain after hours brain activity that the brain does when they have no other biological purpose. Hmm. They are just, um, it's just a bunch of things that they have kind of observed when their uh, your brain has observed when it's conscious and later on it just like it's churning whatever it has. It has no purpose. Right. The second school of thought is that uh, dreams are caused due to neural mechanisms when they have a, and they have a biological f- uh, function to fulfill. Hmm. What this means is that once your day is over and your conscious mind is asleep 
your brain does some housekeeping. So what your brain does is it collects all the thoughts, all uh, all the possibilities, all the scenarios that uh, you know you might may have faced, but you did not have time to process. Right. Uh, maybe there were past traumas that were triggered. So your brain did not in in waking life just put them aside, you know, under the carpet. So uh, when your conscious mind is sleeping. Uh, your brain does the cleaning, vacuuming, you know, cleaning up all of that. And dreams are just a mere byproduct. It's uh, that because of this housekeeping action that the brain does uh, in order to be healthy. Um, and the third view is the one which I personally am a fan of because, <laughs> you know, I am I'm a, a fan of uh, Freud, okay? And uh, just because his view is always... <laughs> He's so wacky. I know, right? <laughs> because he connects everything to sex. <laughs> and your parents. Yeah, sex and your parents, <laughs> essentially, yes. So basically, uh, this is a very uh, often quoted quote of Freud, is that uh, dreams are the royal road to your unconscious mind. And what he Ooh. says is that um, he, according to Freud, uh, dreams that people dream have a specific meaning and uh, our way to understanding um, trauma or anything like problems that we have in our waking life would be to understand dreams and analyze them because they help understand a person's deepest unconscious wishes and desires and hence there lies the answer to what they want or what is troubling them so yeah what what do what about you what what do you feel about uh, dreaming and sleeping? Oh, I love dreams. I absolutely just love dreams because I, as you know, I mentioned earlier, I've always been a big daydreamer and uh, just being a tortured artist, I love going to sleep because I get a lot of inspiration also when I sleep. Uh, I was just going to ask you, do you, uh, you know, get inspired by that? I do. I do. I do get very inspired. Um, I, that's why I try to, you know, always remember my dreams as much as I can. Hmm. But Papu, when sleeping, you know, there's five stages of sleep that we go through. So I want to talk about this okay. really quickly, yes. just so we can understand yes. what is the, the the little background factory behind yes. our brains that work to make these dreams, right? Yeah. Like, so, like uh, how do we make them? You, uh, you did some research on uh, what is the cause. Why do we remember our dreams? sometimes why do we not remember our dreams sometimes you know so exactly um so there's five stages of sleep that we go through so the first stage is very light sleep it's right in the beginning when we're about to just close our eyes and we're drifting off and then the second stage is just slightly deeper the third stage is even deeper and then the fourth is your deepest sleep and then finally the final stage the fifth stage is when we begin REM sleep REM hmm. REM sleep REM sleep stands for rapid eye movement, which is characterized by movements of the eyes, which twitch when we dream. So this is how you know mm -hmm. that you're in REM sleep. Your eyes will twitch a little. And this is when you have your most vivid dreams. So it's only when we are awoken suddenly from our REM sleep is when we are most likely to remember our dreams. Mm, yes, yes, that is true. Uh, so yeah. there was some research done uh, which found that uh, people are 80% more likely to remember their dreams when they're woken up from REM sleep. And but however, uh, there has been some new research that has put the focus on uh, this correlation between REM sleep and dreaming. So now, okay, um, 
researchers have found out that in fact there is no correlation between them okay listeners ignore everything that i just said i don't blame them i don't blame the researchers who kind of um, you know made this correlation happen what they did was they plugged up uh, 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 the our subjects uh, the volunteers uh, with the machines and the kind of to see when their eyes are moving around and uh, they would wake them up when they would see the movement in their eyes which started happening around 90 minutes into their sleep cycle okay. and uh, when they were woken up at that time uh, they could vividly recall what they were dreaming so they naturally assumed that uh, here is a physiological uh, uh, y- you know um, um, symptom that is being demonstrated and the subject is also dreaming that mean hence the eye movement suggests that he's dreaming but it's not always correct uh, what happened in order to know the answers of why we dream and what causes dream we need to go deeper into the brain chemistry and what the brain which part of the brain is responsible for um, rem sleep and um, understanding if the same part is responsible for dreaming get me yes kind of i'm getting you i'm getting you yeah so what they discovered is that the part of the brain which is responsible for rem sleep is a, is a small cl- cluster of neurons called pons now that okay. is at the base of your spine it's where your spine kind of connects to your brain so it's like a little part over there um okay. and the thing is that this part of the brain is a very reptilian and ancient part of the brain it's when i say reptilian it means like it's a remnant of when we had were through evolution we came through evolution this is a part that has remained since evolution right. since different life forms um and so what essentially that does is it's like an on and off switch so all it does is switches on your consciousness and switches off your consciousness it does Damn. not do any deep analysis it is not uh, related to any of the fancy parts of you know like it's switchly it's just a switch imagine and that's crazy if you were if if dreams were supposed to be the furniture and the paintings on your wall that that thing the switch does not have the function of doing that right you need a okay. much more advanced system of your brain to actually create dreams so what they found was there is a part of um, your brain which is located behind your um, eyes behind your orbital uh, lobes and that is a part of the brain which if when it is damaged in uh, certain patients uh, they lose the ability of having dreams but they can still have rem sleep oh my god my mind is blown yeah so when you look at these cases where uh, there ha- they have suffered an accident or um, they have that part of the brain which is damaged these people cannot dream but they can still have rapid eye movements their eyes will be moving when they're sleeping because they are in deep sleep and uh, that switch is still working you know they switch it on off the consciousness um in fact the interesting part that i found how interesting even more it gets even more interesting the part that they have described is the same part of the brain which uh, do you know what's a lobotomy yes uh, it's kind of a very scary procedure where they electrocute your brain right they put like wires on the top and uh, no that uh, that is electrocution that's shock therapy lobotomy is when yeah lobotomy they drill into is, your brain don't they drill into your brain yeah it's uh, not 
not really drill into your brain. It's more like use a really sharp tap uh, with a long nail uh, so that uh, oh uh, uh, basically it's, uh, you might have seen it on certain movies. Uh, so In horror movies? Yes, many <laughs> times, many times in horror movies. Yeah, so what, uh, now this was a, th- a part of therapy which used to be like 100 years old uh, where in order to control uh, very psychotic and violent patients who would have very violent episodes where it was really hard to control them, uh, the only way they could control and sub- subdue them would be to uh, have a lobotomy. And during a lobotomy, they will place a nail on your forehead, uh, like angle it in certain way that when they give it a sharp tap, it straight away pierces and damages that part of your brain, uh, which is oh where this uh, uh, this gray part is where... And you lose your ability to dream also and uh, the psychotic episodes also stop. So you're basically a vegetable. Gosh, that was intense. Okay then. That is crazy, Papu. There's so much science behind dreams that we just don't know. I think because it has so much to do with the brain, right? And we're still just trying to figure the damn thing out still. Yeah. Wow. That was super educational. I know, right? And the fact is, it's embarrassing about how little we know about dreaming uh, because yes. there is uh, ancient cultures and civilizations have always drawn inspiration from dreams. And uh, among the ancient Egyptians, uh, dreams are simply a different form of seeing. So Egyptians uh, thought dreams were, um, you know... Uh, was a skill that they could be trained in with trained dreamers serving as seers to help plan battles and make state decisions. So they were given like a special place in oh, government. That's so cool. Um, so they believed their gods showed themselves in dreams and visions and felt all dreams were oracles. Um, and uh, that is, they, they were answers from the gods. And uh, In order to induce dreams, a lot of temples held special dream beds on which people would lay hoping to have a dream of advice, comfort or healing. That is so interesting. So you basically go there and it's like a place you have to dream in. (laughs) So that's pretty cool Um, in fact what I I I feel like dreams can lead to a lot of um, um, it's not just in um, ancient Egypt Um, there are certain times uh, certain inventions and discoveries have been attributed Mm -hmm. to dreams you know like did you know um, that um, how the structure of the DNA was discovered no Uh, that was pretty cool like so one of the co-discoverers James Watson he had a dream um, uh, about uh, a spiral staircase and that is what he kind of in his head he uh, he discovered the double helix image of the DNA because um, he dreamt of the staircase and that's what got him to make that leap in his head that this possibly could be the structure we are looking at because they could not exactly determine the du- structure uh, and they had been working on this problem. Uh, I guess because a lot of time what happens is, you know, in, in your conscious waking hours when you're working on a problem, you cannot solve it. Right. So you take that at your head and somewhere it's working at the back of your brain and maybe when you are, this, the light switches go off, in the dark the magic happens where you 
brain can actually make these connections, have that time to kind of go through everything. It's like little curios that they have collected throughout the day. I think it does. They have their time to go through it. I know that when I'm stuck uh, artistically and I need inspiration, I always lie on the floor or on my bed and I look directly up at the ceiling because I know that that opens up, that opens up my mind creatively. It opens it up. I can immediately, I close my eyes and I start getting better ideas. It's totally something that works, by the way, if you guys want to try it. So this this must have I something to do with try it. That. Oh no, it it works. The moment I feel stuck, I lie down and I close my eyes and my brain. They say there's some signs to having your brain open up. That that's why usually when you're at a psychologist's office too, uh, they don't mind if you lie mm-hmm. down with your head up because it totally opens up your brain in a weird way. I don't know what it is. Is it because the blood rushes to your brain? No, I don't think so. Because you have to be upside down for that. No, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I I'm. I mean, it definitely... <laughs> Papu cracked an auntie joke and nobody laughed. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, so, Papu, in addition to the uh, Egyptians, the ancient Greeks and Romans believed that the dreams were equal parts predictions of the future events and visitations by the dead. Wow. And then also, according to Islamic traditions, dreams are the divine connection to one's true spirit. And even in ancient India, in Hinduism, according to the Vedas, mm-hmm. when one falls asleep, the soul leaves the body to travel through time and space. And oh if awakened God. suddenly, the soul might not reach the body in time. Oh, I love it. It's so crazy. Wow, is this, wait, is this astral projecting? Basically, that's exactly what it is. It's totally astral projecting. Astral projecting. Can you explain to our, <laughs> some of our listeners who may not know what's astral projecting? I think it's in that Game of Thrones scene where Bran closes his <gasps> eyes and you then suddenly... So, that's the perfect... Perfect. Right? So if you guys are Game of Thrones fans, you would know that Bran uh, has these magic powers where every time he would close... Yeah, he's a seer. He would close his eyes and he would suddenly... His consciousness would be able to travel into anything and he could travel through time and uh, enter any body and kind of like a body of a crow or a dog. Mm. And he was in that time and place. His body was elsewhere, but his mind was elsewhere. Wow. Um, and then also in uh, Native American culture from the Ojibwa, Chippewa tribe, mm-hmm. there's the dream uh-huh. catcher. The dream oh catcher. I'm sure we've all seen this beautiful... I'd, okay, see, uh, I never made that connection, you know, because that thing has ba- been bastardized so much, the dream catcher. Yeah, it's it, been appropriated so much. Yeah, and everyone has these little trinkets on the roadside, and you find it in Goa, you find it... I did not know that it was Native American. It's me. It's like a round hoop and it's got like these beautiful string designs that go through it. And then it, you know, it tassels tassels with feathers usually. Um, So the traditional dream catcher. It's kind of like a mandala. It is. It's it's very close to what a mandala is. You're right. Very close. Um, The traditional dream catcher was was intended to protect the sleeping individual from negative dreams while letting positive dreams through. The positive dreams would slip through the hole in the center of the dream catcher and glide down the feathers to the sleeping person below. The negative dreams would get caught up in the web and expire when the first rays of the sun struck them. Oh my God, that's such a beautiful image. Yeah, that's such a beautiful image. I didn't know what was the significance of that until you shared it. I know, you're right. It, it has been bastardized, uh, bastardized a lot. Um, I actually used Dreamcatcher imagery for our recent Chiski Pop episode post and totally got called out. <laughs> 
points oh. one of our listeners she was just i got lectured really hard papu i got lectured really hard um oh. yes sorry to anybody yeah, who felt we well, are <laughs> yeah you know i mean sometimes uh when we get uh these like being called out and being educated it's a a it's a very horrible feeling it's humbling it's humbling time. we're we're okay yes, with it yes it's humbling <laughs> it's like oh yes my our listeners are much smarter than we are please educate us no no it's fine she totally yeah, did a so, great job of of schooling us and yes please guys if we ever do anything stupid like that just call us out on it we will at first we'll be like oh, 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 oh okay fine and then we'll be fine <laughs> We'll get over it. Um, now, also, Papu, uh, there's many different kinds of dreams we can have, by the way. Um, okay. As I mentioned earlier, yep. there's daydreaming, but there's also lucid dreaming, where the dreamer can actually wake themselves within the dream to remain that in a... That is interesting. Yeah, and to remain in a lucid state where they can explore how they can influence their dreams. And of course, then there's nightmares, mm. which are just long, intense dreams with imagery that evoke fear, anxiety, sadness, or distress. And then there's reoccurring dreams, which are just dreams with storylines that repeat themselves over weeks, months, and even years. Mm. And then there's also slightly mystical dreams, such as prophetic dreams, like prophetic dreams that, like a prophet, that you mm. should take as a warning or a foreshadowing of something to watch out for. And of course, Papu, let's not forget sex dreams, right? Because basically, if Ooh. you know, according to Sigmund wet Freud, dreams. sex dream, wet dreams, every dream is a wet dream, sex dream, right? <laughs> according to <laughs> Freud. I love it. You know, he's he's so predictable. Like every time Freud says something, you will be like, how are you going to connect that to sex? And okay. he just does it. It's, it's like a map, right? Like a join the dots <laughs> to see how he gets there. <laughs> So um, there is this really interesting quote that I came across uh, from a psychologist um, and uh, he said that the act of dreaming is a form of internal virtual reality simulation Whoa. without, uh, yeah, you know, imagine you just put on a VR glass, okay, without having to pay the penalty of trying out something in the real world. Ooh. Like say, for example, if you were to jump off a building and flap your arms, you will die. Be right. But if you do that in your dreams, you can fly. So Bruh. dreams are perhaps um, a reason of preventing you from enacting bizarre scenarios. Oh you know? my God. And so uh, basically you're telling me that I need to dream of having sex with Rihanna so that I don't try to have sex with Rihanna in real life? <laughs> is, that, is that what I'm trying to do? Well, it would just show you different scenarios. Either it could go south or it could go like amazingly well. In my so, dreams, Rihanna is you know, hitting and lusting for me. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes. Yes, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, which brings me back to the uh, earlier research that was done. So because of this part of your brain uh, being uh, so smart and uh, in charge of all of these, uh, you know, interesting functions where uh, like creativity and imagination, um, a lot of times uh, people who have, uh, who are schizophrenic and, you um, have hallucinations, hmm. have uh, a severed relationship with that in their brain, with that part. Oh. So a lot of times they, um, uh, you know, while we uh, who are perfectly normal can, uh, can know what is real and what is a hallucination, they cannot because they, you don't know, it, they don't have such a uh, clear demarcation 
of what is real, what is not, what is dream, what is not. That's so crazy. It's, there is so much research uh, to be done and so much to be uncovered uh, to understand exactly where and how we dream from and where we get that material from and if symbols mean the same to different people. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So interestingly enough, um, anthropologists, psychologists, and dream workers have found similar universal themes in dreams. Uh, Research has shown that several cross-cultural similarities in typical dream themes. So it is thought that these dreams are common because they contextualize certain universal aspects of human experience. Uh, We have uh, flying on our own or in an airplane, like have you have you had that dream? Oh, I love flying dreams. Papua just had a superhero flying dream and it was oh. amazing. I usually dream I'm a superhero with well, of course I don't do any good. I'm extremely corrupt because that's the how I would always see myself as a corrupt superhero. <laughs> uh it was amazing. I was just flying over the place. Do you do you dream of flying? Um I don't remember a lot of uh very vivid flying dreams. No, I, 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 nothing that I can mm. remember. But there is one that I think a lot of people have had dreams of is appearing naked in public or semi-clothed or forgetting your clothes. I actually right? haven't had that dream. Really? Yeah, I've never had the naked dream. I've had it. Like, Or, or maybe I'm just like, uh, I can't find my clothes and I'm late for something and it's like everyone's waiting or I'm locked in a bathroom or I have to... Yes, I've had the being late for something but never being naked in public. That actually sounds like a horrifying nightmare. I'd be so scared. <laughs> what do you think that means? Like maybe being super vulnerable and exposed or something I, like that? You know what? It's, it's really interesting when uh, you have these things with your best friend and you're like... Yeah, you know what? This is like you try to guess each other's dreams and think like try to analyze like what it it. means. (laughs) Love doing that. (laughs) So what are the other dreams that uh, we can think of now? falling falling is something that is common to me I felt had a lot of dreams of falling I hate those dreams oh my god sometimes you you also wake up right because your body is in a weird right and you're like so I used to have this with my ex you know um I always have like I'm like a little like a cat or a dog when they're dreaming and suddenly I would just like start like moving my paws or something and it's actually me falling or something so uh, I would get uh, teased teased for being like a little twitching oh. dog or something <laughs> but, oh that's scary but yeah falling is one of the things do you have uh, uh, what about your common um uh, you know, dream um, symbols that you Oh, had. me is water. Mm. Water is a very common symbol I've had throughout my life. Of course, Freud has said that water is a very big sex symbol. <laughs> Basically, Ooh. if the water if the water is very rocky, it, it means that you it's probably... like your sexual energy? Yeah, but I don't think so. I think if, for me, it means emotions. So when the water is very still, in, in my dreams, when the water is still, it's usually when I'm very calm. Mm-hmm. And when there's like a crazy storm brewing it's usually when I'm most uneasy or if there's a storm brewing and there's rain coming down and I'm trying to find my cat ah usually that's how it happens yeah what about you uh for me it's very embarrassing if I tell (laughs) it's um uh it's you're going to tell all our listeners about your poop dreams papu it's just like a symbol that is it's either a clogged toilet or it's just uh, a turd that's left somewhere and it's just it's I'm trying to get rid of it 
because uh, it could be like any other scenario. I guess it's part of um, me trying to hide a, a, a un- unsavory part of myself or trying to uh, like not let the... Or, or you're trying to poop out the negativity. What about that? Could be. Like your body's like... Get it out of you. But Get it at the out same time, you. I'm I'm afraid of like uh, I'm like frantic that you know no one else should s- like come across this thing and be offended by it. Right How now. interesting! How fascinating! This is actually not on our list. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those. This is a very pup, special papu dream. I'm, I'm by the way, I'm I'm not totally at all shaming you. I have weird dreams. My my I've had like we- <laughs> I had the weird sex dreams with people where you're like, oh, okay, uh, okay, let's. Let's talk about the fascinating dreams, dreams that were so beautiful and fantastical that you only wish you could capture them in some way, either in drawing or some art or something like that. Let's let's talk about a dream like that. that <laughs> Papu's like, let's change the topic right now. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, for me, one of my most beautiful dreams that I always remember is probably a recent mm-hmm. one. I've been having a reoccurring dream ever since I've been uh, moving, deciding to move to my house. Um, it's just this beautiful temple in my dream, like, gorgeous like is futuristic it, what, made of gold is it indian is it uh, it's it's very Chinese? futuristic it i can't explain it it's made entirely of me- gold metal sheets and the architecture looks wow futuristic and i'm just in a small wooden canoe and i'm uh paddling with a little baby elephant <laughs> by my side Oh my um, god, that is so cute. You're going on an adventure. And uh, yeah, so lately I I keep dreaming that I'm I'm seeing this beautiful temple and I'm like in this very still water with my baby elephant trying to get to it. And I'm getting there every time I'm in the dream. That is so beautiful. Sometimes in the dream I'm already in the temple. Do you remember the color of the sky? The sky was, it was all one. So there's just a little... uh, you know island in the middle so the sky was like a blue violet very cough uh, soft wow. and serene and yeah it was beautiful I love it I love this dream it's it's something mm-hmm. I'm enjoying having <laughs> usually my repetitive dreams are very scary so this is a, a welcome uh-huh. change this is such a calming dream you know just listening about it just it's like see you know sometimes I envy you because you're an artist and you can uh, you can actually bring these images to life because they're in your head and you can let the whole world see it yes. by bringing it to life. So that's amazing. And yes, I love it. I, I have it so visually ingrained in my brain right now and I really, really want to paint it eventually soon. Um, but what about you, what you, Papu? What's the most beautiful dream you've ever had? Just now, I just remember I had this dream at the starting of the year and I remember we talked about it and I guess it was so vivid that I remember it. It was me uh, standing on the balcony and uh, there were um, like, I'm just standing at the balcony and suddenly I feel like a whoosh of air and I look wow. on the side and there's this is giant um, uh, Chinese dragon, which is pink in color, just like, going up and you know because of the airstream it's just making the air around me like feel like the current of the air and then I see like fireworks burst around and I'm just like so happy that I just start smiling and um, that sounds amazing yeah um, so Chinese dragons are supposed to be symbolizing like good luck and stuff I mean they're different from the medieval yeah 
they're different from uh, the dragons that you see in uh, European uh, medieval dragons. Those are supposed to be more of negative stuff, whereas this is supposed to be more positive. So that was a really beautiful dream. Um, so, Papu, hmm. if our dreams are just our unconscious, trying to communicate something to us, how do we interpret them? How do we work with them? Like, we know you and I, we were sharing our dreams right now, and we're like, maybe it means this, maybe yeah. it means this. So if our listeners are like, all right, is fine, we get it. But how the hell did you guys figure this out? Uh, fear not. Yeah. Papu and I are going to show you and tell you guys right now. Yes. So... Yes. Whenever I have like a really, really vivid dream, I go right away to my therapist and I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you what I just dreamt about. And he would be like, tell me your dreams. He like puts his hands together and, you know, tips his head back solemnly. Um, so uh, he says, <laughs> when, what, what he always says to me whenever I tell him about my dream is, he says, sweetie, everyone and everything in your dream is you and you are everything and everyone in your dream. So I'd be like, cool. Wow, that's such a Yoda thing What the hell does that mean? Yeah, exactly. So apparently this is like a theory <laughs> by psychologist Carl Jung that means every image in the dream that you're having is an acting right. symbol of you. It's an aspect of you. Okay, so every single thing okay. you see in your dream is an aspect of you. Uh, so the first thing I would recommend is, uh, and that both Papu and I Kind of reminded me of Inception. It's like a dream within the dream and all the dream is you. I hate Inception, by the way, Papu. I'm not a fan of Inception. <laughs> I'm saying this right now. F*** Inception. That movie sucked. I said it. I'm never taking it back and you can't make me. Um, so one of the first things Papu and I recommend is keeping a dream journal. Because this is what we both do. So it's very, very, very helpful. Okay. Like Papu, you have like a proper book, right? That you write in your dreams usually? Um, actually, I used to um, uh, just journal and write about it. Uh, but then for a while, I had an app where oh. I could kind of uh, put down certain um, um, uh, images. Like, for example, I dream, dreamt of a cat, a river, whatever. So based on what cluster of words I put there would be like a meaning of each word oh. and then you could just uh, make some take some leaps and kind of infer what it would have meant I just have the notes app on my phone so as soon as I yeah, wake up I'll, I'll write cool. down I'll just yeah, I, yeah but what what do you write down usually when you were had when you had your journal what what were some of the things that um, uh, you would make note if of if there was something really vivid like something that really stuck out for example like my dragon dream like there there are some things that really stand out uh the dra uh, as the key elements in that storyline the dragon the fireworks how i was feeling so right. that is something that you would capture uh, the rest is just background color Okay. So, which is still important, but, um, you know, what you feel and what are the key elements. I wonder what the baby elephant meant in yours. Is it like you nurturing a part of, like yeah. a young part of you? It's, it's, a, yeah? it's the youngest, most missed. I'm taking my youngest innocent self along with me to oh. wherever I'm going. Yeah, my, so uh, yeah, according to my, I dream of a baby elephant often. It's supposed to represent like my most innocent, like, you know how people are like, you know, talk to your inner child, your inner child is mm. who you, you must, you know, in order to, for you to be a better functioning adult, you need to reach out to your inner child. So I think my inner child is a baby elephant. Anyway, um, but mm. yeah, that's it's kind so of what I, I dished through in therapy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just like Papu said, so guys, next time when you wake up from a dream, like right away, you know, take your notes app, take your journal or have a dream app and write down 
everything you, that you saw. Just, you know, make notes about all the people, animals, describe them, write down the feelings you felt. Uh, and I also want to give an example. Like, so this is also kind of based on a dream that I had, um, uh, mm-hmm. which I found in my dream journal. So in this dream, I was basically in the middle of a storm and I was in a giant glass box and the storm okay. wasn't in the box, but it was all around me. And I just saw a little black cat on a suitcase with a top hat and a red bow <sighs> on his neck. And he was just like on the suitcase and I'm in this glass box and I'm like watching him float. And I'm like, what the f... So <laughs> I wrote oh down... All- I know, right? So one that of the things so I did... Isn't it? It was very adorable. Uh, so uh, one of the things, you know, I, I made a note of is like, is there a cat in my dream then? Is the cat black or orange? So make a note of the cat color. Is my cat wearing a top hat, which it it was, or did it have like a bell around its neck? Is it floating on a suitcase in the middle of the ocean or is it walking on a street? Uh, does it have feminine or masculine qualities? Like really ask yourself this, you know, and is mm. it is it wearing a red or a blue ribbon around its neck? Is it a friend or a foe? Like, did you, you know, did you feel threatened in any way by this cat? Or was it simply, you know, the cat just floating past you, minding its own business? So you can tell Mm. by all these actions, energy, and your emotions in relation to the cat in your dream. And identify how you... Or any other item. Yes, or any other item. Even the hat on his head, you know. Uh, Describe how and identify how you're feeling. Ask yourself, was I scared or remorseful? Do I still feel those feelings Mm. after I've woken up for a while? Like, uh, you know, how comfortable am I with all these feelings that I'm feeling? So much feelings, Papu. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, your dream uh, totally sounds something out of a Miyazaki movie. (laughs) Like Kiki's Delivery Service. Thank you. You know, the black cat with the bow. Yes, I do. Yeah, with a little red bow. Were you watching any of that stuff? I don't remember. (laughs) It was, I know it was a time in my life where it was, uh, you know, the storm outside was brewing. I would dream of storms a lot Mm. and I'm in this protective case. I think the cat, I mean, uh, you know, eventually it it was, it was meant to be, I I just kind of figured that maybe the cat was kind of um, letting me know that everything is okay. Even though there's a crazy storm brewing Mm. around me. I can still stop and appreciate the mundane. You know, that cat that cat that went past right. me, it didn't make me feel threatened. It made me stop and look. Amidst the storm, I was mm. able to find something cute and quirky. And I think a lot of um, the... the uh, qualities that you projected the animal is in uh, in real life because you're such a big cat person. A, a lot. So a cat represents uh, security to you, something like yes. affection and uh, a lot of that. So in your dreams also, they represent that role and then you mm-hmm. have to try and figure out like okay well what the hell does the cat mean like what what, what like you said they could your cats can symbolize different things to different people so what you have to do is yeah. jot down a quick list of five things five qualities that come to your mind when you just think of a cat so for example in, in your mind papu in your dream you had the dragon so you should write down five qualities that you think of right off the top of your head when you think of a drag, of mm-hmm. a flying Chinese dragon. Yeah. So in my mind, I think of a cat as being feminine, moody, skittish, feisty, independent. Yeah. So now that I've made or you've made a note of all those qualities, reread what you wrote about the cat or the dragon and focus on whatever brings up the most emotion in you. And now assume that that cat or that Chinese dragon is reflecting back a part of you. So if you consider that the cat is non-threatening or a friend in your dream, then maybe the five qualities of the cat that I listed are qualities that you desire within yourself or within myself. 
So reread your dream journal again. Look for those clues to help you figure out the context of your dream to decide this. Now, for example, if the cat made you mm. feel uneasy in your dream, then maybe the five qualities of the cats that you feel uh, that you wrote down are just deep fears and insecurities inside you that need to be faced. Right. This is all. And, yeah. and, but now this is all very, very overwhelming. Right. It, it, it really requires a lot of self-awareness and taking the time to really know yourself and a lot of analysis. But but I think it can be very, very valuable to do this, this whole it's, uh, thing. It's basically your dream. I guess your dream is kind of like a um, little baby just doesn't know language. Yes, <laughs> that's a really good giving way of gobbledygook it. and you have to try to yes. uh, understand it. <laughs> And because it's a part of your brain. Yes. Um, so it, I guess it's as rewarding, uh, especially if you, I mean, you do need to be a certain person with a bent of mind who would be introspective. Right. You know, open to consider things about yourself. Um, like I know a lot of people who, if I were to tell these things to them, they'd, they'd be like, roll their I eyes. don't care much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, well, you know, what happens is mostly these people tend to push things under the carpet and not be very self-aware. I, I think introspection is a good thing and it's a luxury. Of course, it's, uh, you know, people who have the time uh, do that. It is luxury, but it is something that you're working on yourself for. It, it's beneficial to you. So you should, you know, put some time for it. Right. All right. So dream analysis is actually way better and it's a great way for you to invest in yourself and understand yourself better uh, dreaming can be a way to communicate between your conscious mind and the unconscious mind so uh, they let us dreams let us play out traumatic events day-to-day uh, -day experiences and emotions that have been confusing to you and you've not had time to process um, and most importantly remember everyone's dream is unique so I would, um, you know, both me and Sweetie would uh, say, like, uh, just avoid dream dictionaries yeah. online. Uh, but at the same time, um, I sometimes I'm very guilty of <laughs> totally Googling. Um, just because it gets you to start thinking about a part that you, uh, a line of inquiry that previously you never considered. So maybe that. But uh, Again, it, it can be a little hokey. Right. <laughs> so even though uh, there are some very universal elements and symbols, um, they have different meanings for yes. different people. But like uh, water for sweetie would mean uh, symbolize her emotions. For me, it would symbolize um, I, a passage to some other place or I don't know. Home. And for Freud, it would signify sex. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's Surprise. different. Surprise surprise <laughs> yeah so we, because we all have our own stories and personal histories that exactly. heavily impact these symbols and feelings and situations and sensations which we that which in turn associate with that particular dream and story that we're having so you know i i've done the dream dictionary thing as well but um i would also kind of avoid it because it it this is something you should really try and evaluate within yourself in your right. dream journal or definitely talk about it with your therapist I, every time I have a vivid dream, I talk about it with my therapist. And interestingly, when I was telling him about that dream where I was going to the temple uh, with my baby elephant, he, he asked me right away, he's like, what does the te temple symbolize for you? Mm -hmm. And the first word that came out of my mouth was, it was sanctuary. Okay. 
so it wasn't it wasn't home it wasn't uh you know like something it just the word sanctuary came to mind right away and so we really focused on that in my therapy session like what does having this house that i'm buying really mean to me hmm. so definitely guys like try to to reach out to and you know if you have a friend like i have papu like talk to you talk to them about your dreams it's super fun to analyze them i love doing it enjoy just uh, doing this as an activity for yourself or just you know with your friends absolutely yeah like you who needs a ouija board for halloween let's talk about dreams all right guys so we hope that you enjoyed our uh, dream segment yes uh, let's take a quick um, break papu uh, before we wrap up another music break and uh, let's uh, finish up our episode then yes. all right let's do this guys welcome back so that was our dream episode we really really hope that you enjoyed it i did a lot of research i felt yeah. smarter after researching at papu i quoted nietzsche 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 I, this, first stuff. of all this so. whole uh, idea was sweetie's idea and uh, you were inspired by your recent very vivid dreams that you'd been having so thank you for yes. including us in your journey and uh, this was very enlightening and uh, super enlightening inspiring yeah guys definitely please uh, share some of your dreams with us if you if you can on social media we've gotten so many of our listeners to to share their dreams with us already and it was so so insightful to get a glimpse into the craziness that is in mm-hmm. everyone's minds like the stuff people come up with you're like damn what is going on in your head so yeah uh, papu we will be wrapping up the month of october halloween is going to be here soon yeah is going to be here soon which is huge looking forward to it every time these festivals come i just want to stuff my face uh yeah i love diwali i cannot wait and sweetie will be moving to her new house so she has a milestone that is so congratulations i know i'm going to break a coconut in the front right before guys please send in your congratulations to sweetie and blessings this is a huge big milestone send blessings yes. also please send your good vibes please. good vibes yes, please Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, so yeah guys uh, that is it for us uh, we will be back in November two weeks from now Papu is it officially cuffing season now can, can we say that yes of course it is definitely we are into it like down to our waist yes okay guys so awesome that is it for us this week and please don't forget we are available on itunes india itunes middle east so please please leave us a review if you can it will help us a lot and if you're feeling generous leave us a reoccurring donation for as low as one dollar per month to support the show visit patreon.com slash just keep up to subscribe yay and you can also buy our prints as well uh, if you want to support the show and you can just do that at just keep slash shop 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 <clears throat> get diwali gifts for your friends as our prince <laughs> good idea papu um yes so all right guys chalo see you so, until next two weeks take care stay warm and we will see you soon bye, bye.
is Papu, the other half of Chuski Bob. If you like what you hear, then give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen to us on your favorite podcast app anywhere in the world. And for just a donation of one US dollar a month, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and you can get access to exclusive offers, discount, uncensored episodes, and much more. And you can also read our rants and daily gyans on chiskipop.com. Perfect, excellent, wonderful. Chalo, die. Hello, Sanjana ji. Hello. I'm Dr. Asaf Ali. Are you feeling cold? Heater on, Karu? No, I'm okay. Okay. Huh. आपके रिपोर्ट्स भी बिल्कुल ठीक हैं। एवरीथिंग इज नॉर्मल कोई अंदरूनी जख्म नहीं है ब्लड प्रेशर ठीक है शुगर भी नहीं है लिपिड प्रोफाइल इज गुड यू आर फिजिकली अ फिट पर्सन अब आप मुझे बताइए आप कैसा फील कर रही हैं? मुझे मेरी कार में मारने की कोशिश की गई किसने की कोशिश पता नहीं मैं उसे देख नहीं सकती लेकिन उसने एक्सेलरेटर पूरी तरह से दबा के रखा था और ब्रेक्स भी फेल कर दिए थे ऐसा कुछ आपने पहली बार महसूस किया नहीं इससे पहले उसने मेरे साथ रेप किया था रेप किया था और आप उसे देख नहीं पाए क्या वो कोई भूत था नहीं डॉक्टर वो हवा की तरह है फील होता है लेकिन दिखाई नहीं देता आपने किसी तरह का दर्द महसूस किया ऑफ कोर्स उसने मुझे बहुत चोट पहुंचाई डॉक्टर ही वॉज ब्रूटल विथ मी घिनौना था वो कहा हुआ ये सब मेरे घर में उस वक्त घर में कौन कौन था मेरी दो बच्चियां अपने कमरे में सो रही थी और मेरी चीखों की आवाज सुन के मेरा छोटा भाई आ गया कमरे में उसने क्या देखा उसने भी किसी को नहीं देखा तो उसने क्या सोचा पता नहीं आप क्या सोचती हैं? मैं सोचती हूँ डॉक्टर कि अगर वो मुझे पा नहीं सकेगा तो मुझे मार डालेगा पहली रात के बाद मैं अपने फ्रेंड के घर चले गई रहने और अगली रात को मेरी फ्रेंड आ गई मेरे पास रहने वो मुझ तक पहुंच नहीं सका तो उसने गुस्से में फ्रस्ट्रेट होके मुझे गाड़ी में ही मारने की कोशिश की फ्रस्ट्रेट होके संजना जी आपकी शादी को कितने साल हो गए और आपके हस्बैंड क्या करते हैं हम साथ नहीं रहते चार साल पहले हमारा डिवोर्स हो गया चार साल इस दौरान आपका किसी के साथ कोई शारीरिक संबंध हुआ आई I मीन mean, कोई बॉयफ्रेंड या कैसी बात कर रहे हैं आप डॉक्टर इन सब बातों का मेरी इस प्रॉब्लम से क्या लेना देना आई एम सॉरी संजना जी लेकिन लेना देना है पास जाने बीता हुआ कल बहुत मायने रखता है वो हमारी जिंदगी का बहुत अहम हिस्सा होता है ये बीते हुए कल को समझना बहुत जरूरी है और फिर जिसम की भी अपनी जरूरतें होती हैं हो सकता है इस वक्त आपके साथ जो कुछ हो रहा है या आप जो कुछ महसूस कर रही हैं उसका कोई तार आपके अतीत से जुड़ा हो ज्यादा साफ तरीके से कहूं तो हो सकता है क्योंकि मेडिकल साइंस भूत प्रेत को नहीं मानता मतलब आप क्या कहना क्या चाह रहे हैं कि यह सब जो मेरे साथ हो रहा है वो मेरी इमेजिनेशन है मेरा डर और मेरी तकलीफ ये मेरे दिमाग के ऊपर है और क्योंकि मैं चार साल से किसी के साथ सोई नहीं हूँ किसी के साथ संभव नहीं किया तो ये सब मैं खुद सोच रही हूँ संजना जी संजना जी प्लीज ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड मैं सिर्फ एक पहलू की बात कर रहा हूँ साइकोलॉजी में एक टर्म होता है स्प्लिट पर्सनैलिटी यानी एक इंसान दोहरी जिंदगी जीता है 
और वो अपने साथ या दूसरों के साथ जो कुछ भी करता है उसे लगता है कोई और कर रहा है आप मुझे बताइए कि आप डॉक्टर हैं या साइकेट्रिस्ट <laughs> मैं एक डॉक्टर हूं और साइकेट्रिस्ट भी ओ, मतलब पूजा ने मुझे एक दिमाग के डॉक्टर के पास भेजा है ये जानने के लिए कि कहीं मैं पागल तो नहीं हो रही हूँ लेकिन मैं पागल नहीं हूँ डॉक्टर मेरे साथ रेप हुआ है रेप बलात्कार समझते हैं आप संजना जी संजना जी मेरी बात सुनिए प्लीज 